0: I'm glad you chose to be with me today as we're studying from the book of Psalms and we're studying from Psalm 123 and we're talking about how God has a desire for us to focus. We are to we're to look to him, we're to seek him, we're to focus on him and the reason being that we need his mercy. And his mercy is the greatest Thing that we can receive. Donald Barnhouse used to say, love that goes upward is worship, and love that goes outward is affection, and love that stoops is grace. You see, God scooped, stooped down where we are to give us grace and to give us mercy. The psalmist said in Psalm 27, hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice, and be gracious to me in answer. When you said, seek my face, my heart said to you, your face, O Lord, I shall seek. That should be our goal, our focus, to seek his face, to seek him. You see, when we seek his face, that means we seek him right with him. Because if we seek his face, that means that we're turned toward him. He's turned toward us. Because when we sin, then we're really turned away from him and we cannot see his face. But when we are right and we've, we've confessed our sins and we're walking with him, we can see his face and we can look to him Isaiah chapter 30, Isaiah the prophet says, therefore the Lord longs to be gracious to us and he waits on high to have compassion on us. This is the great desire of God's heart. He wants to give us mercy. He wants to give us grace. He opposes the proud and gives grace to the humble. And so this is the reason we need to seek him. But I want you to see what happens when we make this focus? When we begin to focus on the Lord each day, we begin to seek Him. We begin to desire His mercy and His grace. The Bible says He He enables us to overcome contempt. He says, "Have mercy on all, all us, O Lord, because we have endured no end of contempt." Now, whether He means here contempt because of what others are doing, are saying, or because we are simply filled with contempt the contempt that comes out of our own self-contempt our self-esteem i would say to you many of us today are greatly filled with contempt you have the problem of a of a poor self-image of a poor, or poor self-esteem but god's grace can change that maybe you were told when you were growing up that you were worthless and no good or maybe you were told when you were a teenager that you'd never amount to anything. I don't know. Teachers and parents and others say things they often do not mean, or even if they mean them, they are difficult for us to accept. And they, they, they give us a picture of ourselves that is not true. And if you can think of anyone you had rather be than yourself, you probably have a self-image problem. Are you satisfied about who you are? your worth as a person how you in in God's presence are significantly important many belittle and look down on themselves they have contempt for themselves and this is part of what David is saying here lord give us the ability to see you but in also see ourselves as you see us and have that have that sense of purpose and worth that you want us to have and and see the way you see yourself and feel about yourself is down deep in your personality and it will determine your relationships with other people and with God. How do we get such pictures and feelings? I've already mentioned, well, from outside of ourselves, from the world around us and from the people around us, and certainly from the devil himself who tells us we're worthless and no good and never can amount to anything. You see, the earliest factors are the reflections of the re- reactions of important people in our lives. Have you ever been to an amusement park and gone to the House of Mirrors where they have those distorted mirrors where you look so funny? I mean, you stand in front of a mirror and you look like you're 20 feet tall or you look like you're 8 feet wide, and and it distorts you, distorts you in every possible way. You look strange. Well, that's the way we often look into the mirror of other people's words and thoughts and attitudes toward us, and we often develop concepts about ourselves that are distorted reflections of that. I see myself as that parent saw me and thought of me. I see myself as that teacher saw me or that so-called friend saw me. And what are the mirrors into which you look? Dr. Maxwell Maltz wrote a book, a best-selling book entitled New Faces, New Futures. Uh, Dr. Maltz was a famous plastic surgeon and it was a collection of case histories of people for whom facial plastic surgery had opened the door to a new life. The author's theme was that amazing personality changes can take place when a person's face is changed. However, as years went by, Dr. Moss began to learn something else. He began to learn that for many of the patients on which he did plastic surgery, nothing changed. Even though they looked a lot better, they didn't change. Nothing changed. They still felt the same way about themselves. He changed their appearance. Maybe now they were beautiful or handsome, but they still felt of themselves as ugly or whatever, and they kept wearing the same old personalities. Though they acquired a new face, they would look into the mirror and, and, and say to the doctor, I look the same as before. You didn't change a thing. This is in spite of the fact that their friends and, ma- and family members could hardly recognize them. Although before and after photographs would show the drastic difference, I am the same, they would say. You see, what Dr. Maltz discovered was that there is something more to us than this physical, and there's something deeper in us. If inside us, our attitudes have not changed about ourselves, and we look into the mirror of what people have said about us, thought about us, acted toward us, or how we have somehow picked up what we feel wrongly about ourselves. You see, there are three things that are really essential for a healthy self-image, and, and it's uh, things that, that are really important. First, there's, there's a simple awareness of being wanted and accepted and cared for and, and enjoyed. We have, to, we have to know that. Now, the only way we can know that is in Christ, You see, in Christ, if you've trusted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, he says you are loved and accepted. The Bible says we've been accepted in God, the Father, because we've trusted Christ as our Lord and Savior. You are accepted. You are loved. And then to have a sense of worth and value. You see, I count. I'm valuable. I have something to offer. Well, you can only feel that to the fullest if you know Christ because in him your worth your value is a message he says uh, you're worth more than the whole world one of us and and then also there's a sense uh when we have the right self image of being competent I can do this through Christ I can do this Christ can give me the power whatever he asks me to do I can I can do I can overcome and I can make the difference now Satan will try to distort this and try to defeat this but we can do it. Also, it may be that you have experienced the contempt of others. And if people have said things to you that were mean and hateful and and everything, well, what you can do is forgive them and know that what others say is not what you are, but what God says is what you are. And if you're in Christ, you're His special, dynamic, and wonderful person. So claim that, believe that, and practice that. God bless you. Have a great day.